You're listening to Tracks FM's podcast. If you've enjoyed our content, more podcasts are available on the RTM Click app and website. Let us know what you think. Please email us at tracksfm.rtm at gmail.com. Like and follow us on social media at Tracks FM Official. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Face to Face on Tracks Momentum. I'm your host, Anil, on the mic. Now, in uh, today's exclusive interview segment, we have a distinguished guest on the phone lines. He's none other than Professor Dr. Azmi Hassan. He's a senior fellow at the Nusantara Academy for Strategic Research. And he brings along a wealth of knowledge in political science and geostrategy to talk to us in detail and share his opinions and his reactions on the new Madani government cabinet lineup. So without further ado, let's welcome him into the show. Good morning, Professor. Good morning, Anil. How are you doing today, sir? I'm good, Anil. Thank you. All right. You're most welcome. All right, Professor. So without further ado, we'll jump in straight to our very interesting discussion today, um, which, which uh, I feel uh, the people would be very interested to get some insights on. Um, you know, Prime Minister Dr. Sri Anwar Ibrahim's cabinet um, held a special press conference, as we all know it, which was to announce the cabinet reshuffle. That was on Tuesday. Um, what was your instant reaction to that announcement, Prof? Uh, one thing for sure, I know uh, I'm quite happy and quite surprised too because my expectation is that uh, the MP of Titi Wangsa, Dr. Johari Abligani, will be uh, going into the Ministry of Finance. But again, uh, the second minister, second minister for Finance, uh, Dr. Ameh uh, Hamza, I think uh, that's a good choice by Dr. Shrainoa. Why a good choice is that uh, Dr. Ameh is a technocrat, he's a professional, and the more important thing is that Anel he is not affiliated to any political party. And as you know, any decision on our fiscal policy uh, must be based on the priority, what the nation needs, what the people need, what not the political party needs. So I guess that is a, a good surprise for me in terms of appointment in the Ministry of Finance, I know. Okay. Now, for the benefit of our listeners, Professor, um, could you tell us more and shed some light and break it down on about the reshuffle and also the various ministries that have been affected with this? Yeah, I know. There has been a lot of complaint that uh, two new ministries have been created. Uh, one ministry from NREEC uh, has been created into two different ministries, and another is the communication and digital uh, two ministries. Let's go first. Uh, one ministry headed by uh, Dr. Sri Fadila Yusuf, which is our Deputy Prime Minister. It's about uh, usage of uh, energy, transition of energy. I, I think uh, the Prime Minister is going big. Uh, he wants to encourage Malaysians and Malaysia to use smart energy or more specifically renewable energy, whether from uh, the wind power or the sun power. Uh, I think uh, we need a ministry that are focused on this particular issue uh, using the renewable energy. Okay, that's one ministry created. And another ministry created, headed by YB Gobind Singh uh, Dio, is that Ministry of Digital. Mm. Uh, maybe I'm wondering why we need another ministry. Communication and digital, isn't it enough? No, I don't think so that enough. Because we are going big also on digital economy, I know. Right. Uh, at the right. current stage, mm. digital economy sector contributes around 22% to 23% mm. to our GDP. Okay. I think that's not enough. Uh, because the future is digital economy. Uh, because Prime Minister said by 2025, mm. at least 25% of the uh, digital economy sector contributed to the GDP. So we need at least one minister co to concentrate on this particular 
issue our transition mm-hmm. from the current economy to the digital economy. So right. for me, I guess, mm-hmm. uh, there is an addition of one minister only, that is Gobind Singh, mm-hmm. because Dato Fadila is only a deputy uh, prime minister, so no extra, I would say, baggage there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in this case, digital economy, we are going big. Uh, so uh, I say it again, we need a minister mm-hmm. not only capable of bringing Malaysia into digital economy, but to concentrate on this particular sector. Mm-hmm. Prof, I like the the fact that you emphasized on uh, our Prime Minister's focus on, you know, um, alternative energy, which is in line with the, the NETR, the New Energy Transition Roadmap as well. Uh, we're focusing on alternative energies and various other resources, especially solar, electric and so on. Yeah. Now, in your opinion, Professor, what do you think was the reason behind the cabinet reshuffle? And do you think it was done at the right time? Is it a timely move by our PM? Uh, yes, I think it's the perfect time uh, because for the last past year, I think the Prime Minister gauged the performance of each minister, of each ministry. But the more important thing I know is that the stability is there, meaning that the, the support that Datuk Suranua got from the government is solid. But more importantly, there are MPs from the opposition side, the other side, that throw their support towards Prime Minister. Mm. And we, if we go back one year before this, when the formation of the government, the mm. cabinet, Dr. Serrano is trying to fulfill each priority for each party that supported him at that particular time. Right. Because he needs the support. And we have to remember, there are 19 different entities that are supporting Dr. Serrano. <laughs> so he had to be very careful to shuffle the portfolios, the minister, mm. the deputy minister. That was year, uh, one year ago. But right now, the support is very stable. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the reason. Uh, a lot of shuffling uh, portfolios is being done, even though there's only one minister being dropped. But I guess the shuffling of new ministers, I think that's where uh, Datuk Sri Anwar has the stability because he has the mandate. Uh, the mandate from the government and also the mandate, especially from the five opposition members of parliament. Mm. Okay, okay, thank you very much for giving us your very in-depth uh, explanation on uh, your opinion behind uh, the reason of this cabinet reshuffle and also sharing your thoughts on whether it's done at the right time or not. Professor, we'll go in for a very quick break, and when we come back, we shall resume with our discussion, yeah? Okay. All right, thank you very much for everyone else who's tuning in. I'm now speaking to Professor Dr. Azmi Hassan, a senior fellow at uh, Nusantara Academy for Strategic Research. And today, Professor Dr. Azmi is speaking to us on the new Madani government cabinet lineup. When we come back, we shall resume with the discussion. Keep it right here on Face to Face Attracts Momentum. Listen in to opinions from experts regarding issues relating to Malaysians and the citizens of the world when we go face-to-face with our guests. Every Thursday at 11.15am, only on Tracks FM. Good morning, everybody, and welcome back to this very engaging conversation that I'm having here on today's edition of Face to Face on Tracks Momentum with my special guest on the phone lines, Professor Dr. Azmi Hassan. He's the Senior Fellow at uh, Nusantara Academy for Strategic Research, and Professor is actually speaking to us on the new Madani Government Cabinet lineup. Professor, welcome back to Face to Face. Yeah, thank you, Anil. All right, Professor, so now um, on Tuesday, which was December the 12th, a couple of days ago, um, uh, after our Prime Minister you know, made the official announcement on the Cabinet reshuffle, five new ministers have been appointed 
um, to uh, Prime Minister's uh, cabinet, and of which uh, the cabinet, which had about 28 ministers previously, it's now been expanded to 31, with uh, two ministerial portfolios split, as what you mentioned, and uh, the appointment of a second finance minister. Now, with this announcement, Professor, does this come as a surprise to you? Uh, well, in a way, yes, Anil. Uh, not the creation of the new ministry, mm. uh, but the changing of portfolio, uh, three senior members of parliament from UMNO. Uh, I- I'm trying to figure out the reason behind that. Mm-hmm. Uh, because the ministry involves uh, the defense, okay. uh, the foreign ministry, and also the higher education. All three ministries are important ministries. Uh, because there are rumors, Anil, there are rumors that uh, the movement of Tok Mat Hassan, Datuk Sri Muhammad Hassan from uh, defense uh, to foreign ministry, foreign ministry is, yes. yeah, is to curtail uh, his political career. No, I don't think so. Uh, because basically moving from defense to foreign ministry, I guess, is, an, is going uh, upward. Uh, mm-hmm. It's elevation. Uh, because uh, we have a lot of issues, international issues, that need to be handled. Yeah. Uh, so I guess, but again, I'm trying to figure out uh, why the changing of portfolio? Mm-hmm. But again, Anil, the creation or the recreation or the re-establishment or the ministry of for uh, federal territory, I, I'm quite happy for that, Anil. Okay. Uh, why is that? Is because uh, federal territory, Kuala Lumpur, for example, and also Labuan, mm-hmm. is considered a high state income state, a income state, okay. together with Penang, mm-hmm. together with Sarawak. So I guess, and federal territory of Kuala Lumpur is one of the, uh, I would say, uh, giving uh, to GDP to our GDP is a is a lot. I think just behind Selangor and also Penang, if I'm not mistaken. Right. So for these three federal uh, federal territory plus Putrajaya, I think we need a minister in charge of it because, uh, especially Kuala Lumpur, the contribution to the nation is quite critical. Uh, so in that case, I guess. Uh, the recreation, again, the Ministry of Federal Territory, I think, uh, is good. Uh, so it doesn't matter. Uh, we have another minister for it. But again, uh, Zaliha is of, uh, a former minister for health. I guess there is, there is no new addition of a minister in this case, Anel. Mm. And Professor, um, just to you know, enhance the understanding of our listeners on you know, how will this change actually impact our nation, the state of the nation. Which aspect of the country you think will be will be affected, or rather, will 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 be enhanced? Uh, I guess with this reshuffle. What are your thoughts, Professor? Uh, yes, I mean, let's speak our fiscal policy hmm. uh, because I'm expecting that we we have a, a two deputy minister with Datuk Seradwa as the minister. But again, as we know, there is a creation of minister of finance number two. What this will happen um, uh, starting from yesterday, I guess, or in the coming weeks or months, is that anything that got to do with fiscal policy, mm-hmm. the second minister will take charge. Uh, because Dr. Sri Anwar, as a prime minister, he needs to take charge of all of other things. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, global things, economic things. Mm-hmm. But for fiscal policy, I guess, Datuk Sri Amihamza, our second finance minister, mm. as we mentioned just now, is a technocrat, is a professional, non-affiliated to political party. Similarly, I would say uh, Zafro, I think, but mm. not, uh, but Zafro is part of UMNO. But again, mm. Datuk Sri Amir is non-affiliated as, as far as I 
concern which not does not belong to any other political party. Hmm. So I guess Datuk Seri Ameh as the Minister of Finance number two will be in the front seat when talking about fiscal policy, when talking about finance, uh, when talking about our budget. So I think that's the change that will be uh, we'll see in, in a very drastic manner. Anil. So very strategic delegation responsibilities done there by Prime Minister, yeah, Prof? Uh, yes, I think it's not fair for, for Prime Minister to handle the finance <laughs> issue because he has a lot of other things right. to do. Other so pressing think, matters as well. In the correct. Country. I think that's a good move uh, by the Prime Minister. Okay, okay. Now let's, let's talk about the economy, Professor. Um, you know, of course, every time uh, a new announcement is made concerning the nation, it has to relate to the layman out there, the rakyat, because that's what we are all working for, right? That's what our ministers are all working for. Now, I want you to give us a very comprehensive perspective on how do you think that this reshuffle will impact the economy of the nation? Yeah, I'm really, I'm really hoping this, uh, the new lineup of cabinet have the same track as the prime minister. Uh, because the Prime Minister said it many times. Uh, let's say he, he used an example of our GDP. Right. Uh, and, and the Prime Minister said it, it makes no sense for our GDP to be in a positive side, uh, 7 8% mm-hmm. uh, of our GDP, but it, it does not translate to the layman. Yeah. The layman will ask. We will ask. Yes, our GDP will be 7 8%. Mm. What, what do we get from that? Yes. I think yes. That, that's what the Minister... I think they have to go down talking to the layman's language for me and other laymen to understand. Mm. Yes, uh, it is positive uh, that the GDP is very high, mm. our economy is stable, our framework is very, I would say, stable, but what does it mean to the layman? I think the ministers mm. need to explain that in a language that we understand. For mm. example, let's say OPR. Mm. Uh, I know. Yeah. Uh, yes, it's, it's a lot I've been talking about this particular OPR. Mm. Uh, so the OPR has been increased, yes. Mm. Uh, the minister said that to stabilize our currency. Mm. But how will it benefit the people? So I guess uh, the ministers, the new lineup, mm. uh, when they are talking about economy especially, mm. they need to talk language that are easily Comprehend by yeah, so they can be understandable. Yeah. Uh, the end of the day is that what is the riot can get from this particular yeah, issue. Yeah. I think that's very very important. Mm. I'm just going to pick your brain a little bit, Professor, with your expert knowledge and of course being a, you know, you, you must have been a lecturer yourself and educator. You would have shared a lot of your uh, knowledge and insights for the common person out there. Um, just so that you, we can just, you know, condense the word GDP in maybe a couple of sentences. Can you simplify that term? And why should we as the Ragyat be concerned about the GDP? Because every time ministers speak, you know, like you mentioned, OPR, fiscal policy, lots of financial terms are thrown into the conversation. But, you know, perhaps sometimes we don't really know if the other person understands <laughs> what, what is being mentioned, Professor. So to be fair to them, maybe just on that GDP, since it's often often used, Give us a perspective. Condense it and just a very simple uh, explanation to that, Professor. Yeah, good one, Anil. Because uh, when I say GDP, GDP, you know, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm thinking that everybody understood. Yeah, we know what uh, gross domestic product mm. GDP stands for. Yeah. But again, the, in the most simplest manner, mm. it is that the difference, the value that we import and we export. So if we have a GDP growth is positive, meaning that we export more. 
That's the reason why GDP, positive GDP, the higher the percentage, the better it is because more income for the nation because we export more. Mm. Uh, so in, in this case, if more income to the nation with a positive GDP, mm. how does the government distribute the income? So that it trickle down to the people. Uh, so that, that, the, that the thing that Datuk Sri Anwar has been emphasizing. Mm. Uh, yes, you can talk about GDP, but you have to explain to the people a positive GDP, feeling good for the country, more income for the country, but how we do we distribute the income? Uh, the most important thing is subsidy. I think uh, we, we, we use uh, a lot of this income to subsidize our subsidy. Mm. So I guess a good positive GDP, I think right now it stands around 4 to 5%. Mm. Uh, usually before the pandemic, it was 7 to 8%. Mm. I think it's good for the nation. Right. So Anil, mm. if it is good for the nation, it must be good for us. Okay. But the explanation must be there. Mm. But as far as I'm concerned, the explanation is done, mm. but it is not too si- it's not that simple. Uh, the explanation is still very hard to understand mm, mm, why we need a good GDP. GDP. Yeah. Right, right. But I think it was good enough, uh, Professor. You, you did justice there with your explanation. I think if we have you often on the show, our listeners will end up becoming very good economic analysts after, after tuning into to face-to-face. But anyway, Professor, just to give way for another quick break, when we come back, we'll dive in a little bit into the digital economy of our country. So just uh, bear with us for a little while. We'll jump in for a quick break. Yeah, Professor? Okay. All right, I'm now speaking to Professor Dr. Azmi Hassan, a senior fellow at uh, Nusantara Academy for Strategic Research, and we're speaking about the new Badadi government cabinet lineup. When we come back after the break, we will try to understand uh, our professor's uh, perspective on our digital economy, if the nation is moving at the right direction. Keep it right here on Face to Face Attracts Momentum. Be inspired, informed, and up to date. Tune in to Trax Momentum interview feature of the day at 11.15 a.m. Join us as we speak to our panel of guests on various topics. Health on Trax on Monday. Tuesday, Spectrum. Wednesday, What Matters? Face-to-face with our guests on Thursdays. And on Friday, tune in to W Talk. Tracks Momentum, Monday to Friday, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m., only on Tracks FM. Tune in to Face to Face on Tracks Momentum. Face to Face, every Thursday at 11.15 a.m. Face to Face, Face to Face, Face to Face, Thursday at 11.15 a.m. Good morning, everybody, and welcome back to Face to Face. I'm your host, Anil, on the mic. And today, uh, my guest is not in the studios, but he's joining us on the phone lines. I'm speaking to Professor Dr. Azmi Hassan. He's a senior fellow at Nusantara Academy for Strategic Research. And Professor Azmi is actually sharing his insights today on the new Madani government cabinet lineup. Professor, welcome back to the discussion. Yes, thank you, Anil. So, Prof, uh, earlier on in the break, uh, we... Uh, you know, understood in detail about, you know, the reshuffle and the ministries that were affected. You shared your opinion on behind the cabinet reshuffle. We spoke in detail about, you know, how this would affect the economy and so on. But now I want to dive deep into the digital economy of our country. Do you think that Malaysia, the nation, is moving in the right direction to strengthen the digital economy? 
Uh, yeah, first of all, uh, I think I need to clarify that I'm not an expert in economy. Okay. Uh, because I never studied economy, mm. uh, uh, whether for my first degree, master's, or mm. PhD. Uh, but again, I think uh, my expertise is GPS satellites that we use every day. All That's right. my expertise. Wow. Okay, but but uh, when, when, when we're talking about an issue, we, you, we need to know everything. Yeah. Uh, here and there, you need to do that your... Uh, your, your, your opinion can be encompassed uh, of all matters. So we are talking about digital economy now. Mm. Uh, because as I said before, we are going big in digital economy. Mm. Uh, in fact, under the, our 12 Malaysia plan and also the Madani uh, economy, digital economy plays a very critical part of Malaysia's economy. Where as I said before, by 2025, uh, the end of the 12 Malaysia plan, uh, the digital economy sector at least uh, will contribute at least 25% to our yes, mm. GDP again, okay. uh, meaning uh, another extra income mm. uh, to our nation. So I guess uh, digi- digital economy will play a critical role, mm. similar to the uh, smart technology, similar to the renewable energy, as you mentioned before this, it will uh, contribute to our well-being. So, uh, uh, what we are facing right now is all about digital economy. And a few days ago, I nailed the government introduced uh, digital identification. Yes. It is part of the process mm. so that we uh, embark into 100% digital economy. Mm. And I, I guess, let, let's talk about politics a little bit. Mm. Uh, because uh, a lot say that it's a hassle to go to the election, during election. Mm. Because we have a lot of election for the last few years. So in order to do election via online, for example, we need digital economy framework there. Uh, so guess to make others happy, especially when we can perform our election duty online, yeah. but we need a framework. And the framework comes from our digital economy. Uh, so I guess uh, we should, uh, at the current stage, uh, embrace uh, digital economy. But at the, at the initial stage, I guess, uh, there will be problem. There will be hesitation, especially on the identification of digital uh, uh, digital identification. There will be hesitation uh, whether the data, uh, you know, what happened to our personal data. But I, but I think the government uh, has the framework so that we can support our endeavor to the digital economy era. Right. Now just to segue a little bit, you mentioned that your expertise is actually in satellite technology. Is that right, Professor? Yes, correct. Right. Now, since we just touched on digital economy, let's also just go, just segue a little bit into the digital sphere uh, and technology. Um, maybe for the millennials and the young ones who are out there who are, you know, right now in their tertiary education or completing their final years of high school, what do you think are some of the, um, you know, uh, openings or rather the job sectors that will offer great opportunities in the field of, you know, maybe research of space technology or, or satellite technology for the matter, in your uh, opinion, Professor? Uh, yeah, but, but I need sadly to say that our... Uh, space technology or our space sector that can provide job is quite very, very minimum mm. uh, because uh, to embark on the space technology, it needs a lot of investment. Mm. But we are, we are good in MRO, for example, maintenance uh, and overhaul. Mm-hmm. Uh, in aviation, it's, co- it's considered as part of space technology. Right. So in terms of aviation, to answer your question, Anil, I guess, our aviation sector is very strong, mm. it's very stable, it can provide a very stable job mm. uh, in this particular case. But uh, in my case, as a, uh, space technology, for example, mm. that you use every day. 
for example, Google Maps mm. and Waze mm. uh, that use GPS satellite. Okay. Uh, but basically, uh, to drive a little further, uh, Anil, uh, my PhD dissertation is about GPS satellite, mm-hmm. but it is all about smart bombs. That is really my expertise, Anil. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm not Professor, joking. We were, yeah, I'm I not joking. Yes. I'm not joking. Really, really. You know, um, I'm sure that that last word that you mentioned would have put a smile, maybe a laugh, less like how it did for me for our listeners as well, because it's a pretty interesting area of study. Maybe we can have another episode on that on another sure. time, Professor. But uh, before I let you go, any parting words, Prof, that you wish to share for our listeners before we let you go? Yeah, I'm hoping that the new lineup of the cabinet uh, can do their work, starting from today or yesterday. Uh, but more importantly is that whatever the decision or the policies of the government, just in an in a, in a easy manner that people like me can understand. I'm not an economist. Mm. Uh, true, I'm the GPS satellite expert, but to understand economic terms is very difficult. So I'm begging the ministers when talking to the laymen, talk so that we can understand what the cabinet is doing up there and now. Okay. Thank you, Professor Dr. Azmi Hassan, for joining us today on Face to Face. Your expert analysis and your thoughts have been very insightful in helping us understand the new Madani cabinet reshuffle. You have a good day ahead, Professor. Take care. Okay. You too, Anil. Bye-bye. All right, and to all of our listeners, we sincerely appreciate your time that you've set aside by tuning in to this edition of Face to Face. And also, for everyone else, for the benefit of our listeners, apologies for not highlighting this earlier on. We can actually now, from henceforth, be seen live via our official YouTube page, the Tracks FM official YouTube page. So all streams for our interviews will be on our Facebook page, our YouTube page, that is, so you can catch the interview there uh, in case you missed out on this edition of Face to Face. All right? Coming up in less than uh, 12 minutes, we'll be heading over to uh, the RTM News Center for the 12 o'clock news updates with the classic Peter the Rock Carlos. And then after that, I'll be back for another brand new hour of Tracks Momentum. Keep it right here. You're listening to Tracks FM's podcast. If you've enjoyed our content, more podcasts are available on the RTM Click app and website. Let us know what you think. Please email us at tracksfm.rtm at gmail.com. Like and follow us on social media at Tracks FM Official.